Hi, everyone. Mitch here with Chris Ruffalo, and it is Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. Of course, uh, we're live every day, 365 days a year, doing our free picks. You know, yesterday we changed the format up here. A lot of positive feedback. Generally, I look at feedback and, you know, I don't necessarily go for it one way or another, but I think we got... Um, I think we kind of got the direction that we were looking for and probably the direction that we originally started, you know, and I think that you, you kind of drift away from it. You know, we've been doing it. We're first, you know, so it's like, you know, when you're first, it's like, you know, other people copy and it's kind of like you try and overload in other areas, you know, doing Instagram garbage, you know, and then I'm getting, you know, let's get the hot chick. Let's do this and whatever. And it's kind of like, you know, try different things. But I think, you know, we go back to, what's worked for us, go back to the basics, give out picks, you know, an analysis. Cause I think what happens is I, I think that, um, you know, what we saw, I think, you know, learn something from Ron is that, um, you know, you guys want to hear some of the nuts and bolts that we know. And it just, just cause we don't have, you know, haven't taken the time to, to convey that to you. doesn't mean we don't know it. We know it just as well as anybody better than just about anybody who's been doing it the longest. But I'm excited about it. And, you know, we're going to use our full hour just like we did yesterday. And, uh, you know, we got a full card today. Tomorrow's a little bit lighter card. So I'm not sure if we'll use the full hour. We're going to figure it out and do it as we go. And uh, Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. You know, it was a great, great day yesterday and lots of great action. The uh, Blue Jays putting the boost to the Red Sox once again. I couldn't couldn't be happier. Yeah, I was I was three and one yesterday. I got nailed by that home run, that three run homer in Colorado. I still thought the Rangers are going to come back in that one, but uh, did not. Um, you know, and uh, it hurt, but uh, it happens. The nature of the beast. Not going to win them all, but you know, I had mostly dogs yesterday, and they came through for me. So, you know, when you have dogs, um, you can always afford. You know a loss more than more than others, you know, and especially if you lose the dog bet, you know, it doesn't bruise you as badly as, you know, minus 300 favorite. And we saw a lot of the big favorites come in yesterday. And I think that was to me the most fun part and most beneficial part of the format that we've gone to now is that we can talk about some of these big favorites, you know, instead of glossing over them or just taking the other side automatically because the odds and just kind of explain what's going on here because it's like, just because I'm not taking the Astros, minus, you know, minus 350, it doesn't mean I don't think they're going to win. It means that I'm not betting that kind of money, you know, minus 350. Because if you lose one of those, it takes four wins to get to get over. And I think over time um, on this show, what Chris and I will be able to do is we'll be able to show you on the betting tools the data that backs this up. And what happens when you take these big favorites time and time and time again. And we'll be able to, you know, I'll be able to set it up so we can go to the betting tools on the screen. And, you know, Chris and I can actually just point and walk you right through everything. And it'll be a really super beneficial. I'm excited about the way things have gone. Sometimes, um, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, you kind of have to bottom out a little bit to, to bounce off of it. And I think that, you know, like I said yesterday, it's like I, I felt that our content here got a little flat. Our coverage got a little flat. And I think now... We're just going to crank it up bigger and better than it's ever been. And I think, you know, we saw that yesterday and uh, the results were there to prove it. Both Chris and I, if you played his premiums and my premiums, you went six and one yesterday. Your one loss was a dog and uh, you absolutely crushed it. I think Ron hit his rundown yesterday. It was a big day. 
um, for our premium site. I think, you know, most people hit on their, on their plays yesterday. Kind of, you know, the favorite players hit, the dog players hit. We kind of, everybody's kind of dialed in right now as, um, you know, just in time for the season to be over. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and just in time for football season to start, so you get to shift the focus, try to carry that over to another sport. Yeah. So anyways, we've got, um, you know, we've got a, we've got a full card today. We've got day games. We've got night games. We've kind of got a little bit of something for everyone. We got big favorites. We got some big dogs, you know, that go along with that. And right out of the gate, we got a big favorite, Kyle Wright and the Atlanta Braves on the road in Pittsburgh. And, you know, we talked about this um, a little bit yesterday. And, you know, we'll continue to talk about it is that, you know, this is another one of those games where it's like, I like the Braves a lot, but I can't give it out as a premium pick because to me, giving out minus 270, um, a minus 270 favorite as a premium pick just isn't something that I do personally. And also even giving them out on the run line, um, you know, I know other cappers do this and Chris does it, you know, he'll give out lower, low odds on a run line. He won't give out like minus 200 in a run line, but he'll give out low odds in a run line. I won't do that. I won't give out negative odds on a run line. So it's like, for me, it wipes this play off the board. I'm not going to give out a minus two and a half, minus three and a half as a premium pick. I'll give it out as a free pick, right? I mean, that's, that's what I do, right? I mean, it doesn't mean I'm not betting it, you know, minus three and a half or something like that. Just to me, it's not a premium pick. And I think that's the nice, to me, the best part of this new format. Chris, what do you think of this one? Yeah, this one was a hard one for me to get behind, mainly because, like you said, it's uh, it's a steep price for the Atlanta Braves. And even on the run line, you know, you could go for it. But the, the problem is we've already seen once in this series the Pittsburgh Pirates capable of hanging around with, with the Braves. But I think I'm going to go with the under here as a better play for me just because Mitch Keller, you know, he has pitched fairly well. It's just been a matter of, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates backing him up. And when you score two runs in the first two games of a series, it really makes it hard to even back an underdog like the Pirates at plus one and a half when, you know, the, the, the Braves showed yesterday they're fully capable of running up, winning by a couple of runs. They won 6-1 yesterday. Kyle Wright, probably the number two in that rotation. And, uh, you know, I think that this is just going to be a lower scoring game mainly because of Pittsburgh's lack of offense, but uh, also expect a bit of a pitcher's duel here. I think Keller's going to do everything he can to keep the Pirates in this game. Don't know if it's going to be enough, though. So I, I go with the under eight and a half in this one. Yeah, you know, for me, it's like, I think that the my wife's excited because she ordered some outdoor furniture and it's actually going to come <laughs> early as opposed to everything else, which you order furniture and it comes, you know, these days it's like seven months, you know. So I think they told her like mid-October or something and it's actually coming tomorrow. So it's, she's excited about it. She's tap dancing and that's why she interrupted me in the middle of the show uh, to tell me that. But of course, um, you know, I like the Braves here. I just like the way the Braves are rolling. And I think last year we saw them, you know, we saw them roll, but, you know, once again, I think a lot of people, when they see just me in the videos and they see Chris in the videos and we don't give the Braves in a game like this. And it's because it makes it difficult because I'm not going to be that guy. You know, it's like, I don't respect the handicappers that give out minus 270 favorites and call it as a premium pick or even, you know, for their long-term subscribers or anything like that. I just don't think there's anything premium or value in that. And I think that you could say, I'm betting that you could allude to it. But I think as far as like charging a, a, a person for that, eh, you know, I think anyone could, could could go there and say, yeah, the Braves, you know, Braves are absolutely rolling. They won the World Series last year and they're playing, you know, the team in last place um, in their in their division um, or close to it. Right. I mean, they're playing 
Pirates are in last place despite the Reds' horrible start. You know, the Pirates have won, um, you know, they're, they're 23 and a half games back in their division, uh, 47 and 75 on the season. They've given up 616 runs this season. They have a negative run differential of minus 175. So, I mean, I just can't in my, in my good conscience, as much as I feel the Braves are going to win, I can't say, well, you know, just because it's just because it's a winner, it's a premium product. You know, it's like that's that's where I'm at. So I like the Braves here. I can't get away from it, um, but um, you know, and and I I don't think everything minus two seventy has been iffy lately. Justin Verlander certainly didn't look iffy yesterday, and um, you know, I, I don't think it's in all cases. I think it's in a lot of cases, and it's it has nothing to do with. Um, you know, the, the favorite or the odds or anything like that. It's the matchup in general and just some public misconception. I think a lot of it has been in San Diego last week against the Nationals, those first two games of that series. I mean, you could look at the odds in that. But we'll get to the Nationals and the uh, Padres in their own respective games later on. But we'll move on from this game. Um, anything else you want to add on this, Chris? No, I think this one's this one's a, a tough one, and sometimes I always trouble with the early early action on the board. And this uh, this is one of those games where I just couldn't find a side to really get comfortable on. Yeah, we go to Detroit, and um, the Tigers are taking on the on the Giants. Now, yesterday Romanelli had um, as his because you know I talk to the guys every day, and Chris and I we have like a chat that we do, and you know Romanelli, and I I talk to all the guys, you know. Pretty often I text with Big Al, you know, almost daily. I text with, you know. So, I mean, you guys don't really see, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. What you, you know, what you see is like what you see here. And then you guys make, um, well, some people make assumptions about my personal life and about how, you know, what type of person I am based on, you know, a YouTube video or a live show or something like that. But generally I, I talk to everybody all day, you know all the time. I'm pretty much wide open. Most of the people that work with us know that, that they have an open line of communication. And, you know, sometimes we talk about, you know, someone buying a new house. And sometimes it's about, you know, the giants trying to hold on on the run line with the bases loaded with one out in the ninth inning. And that's what we had last night. Chris, did you happen to see that where they were kind of like the giants, you know, they kind of controlled that game from start to finish. The tigers didn't really do anything. And then it was kind of they sawed down Miggy with um, with one out, um, got him to strike out. I mean, he struck out Miguel Cabrera on a filthy three two pitch. That I mean, straight guts to throw that pitch um, on a three two count. Um, but that was the only way. It was either you're going to walk in a run, um, or Miggy's going to smack one on you, or you're going to get him. And that's and they got him. You know, and, and they ended up um, covering the run line. You know, so uh, what do you think here? Yeah, here, yeah, that, that pitch last night was absolutely nasty. But uh, today, I, I'm still sticking with the under, and I might also lean towards the Tigers plus one and a half here, mainly because Logan Webb just hasn't been as sharp for, for the Giants lately. A 3.77 ERA across his last seven starts, and it's coming off a start where he allowed five runs, three earned in uh, four and two thirds against the Diamondbacks. Now, granted, a lot of his recent struggles have come at home, but and uh, and the Tigers do struggle to hit righties, so that's why I'm I'm leaning towards the under as a stronger play. But uh, Matt Manning's proven to be be fairly legit. He's coming off of seven innings of one run ball at home against the Angels last time out, and his struggles since rejoining the uh, the Tigers lineup have come on the road in uh, two starts at home since coming back 
14 combined innings, one run allowed on seven hits with 13 strikeouts. I think Manning can keep the Tigers in this one. If they don't win it outright, I also expect it to be a low-scoring game. So give me the Tigers plus one and a half and the under. I don't know. The Giants have fallen flat on their face so many times, but it just seems to me that every time we expect the Giants to fall flat, um, they come through, and then every time they um, they don't, um, you know, they it's kind of you know the opposite day every day, right, for the San Francisco Giants. But they're running out of time. You know, yesterday um, was a day where they gained on the Brewers. They lost. Uh, they stayed pat on the um, on on the um, Phillies, but they gained ground on the Padres. So, you know, the Brewers and the Padres both losing ahead of them kind of almost gives you false hope that the Giants can do it. And I, I like the Giants to win the game. I have so little faith in this team that it makes it just really, really hard to get behind them on the run line. Matt Manning is a guy that I feel that, you know, the Tigers, when we saw last year, they made that run late in the season. And, you know, a lot of the expectations were there. Obviously, they have the manager. You know, they have a guy that's won. He knows how to win. We saw him put the pieces together last year. And this guy can do it either way. He can do it with, you know, building the team or he can have the pieces and put them together. And we've seen him do both. Um, you know, he's had superstars, you know, in the past on his teams. He's had teams where he's kind of had to build, you know, draft choices and build guys up. So, you know, not having Casey Mize and Manning in the rotation for the bulk of the season basically undid the Tigers. They don't have the depth. And then the the Eduardo Rodriguez disappearing act, that didn't help either. But if you go back and you say, you know, here's this Tigers team as the, as they were, Casey Mize, Manning, Rodriguez, you know, as your rotation, or Mize, Rodriguez, Manning, right? Or any of these, Rodriguez, Mize, Manning. All of a sudden, it's a different team, you know? It's, it's, an, it's a totally different team. So the Tigers still on our list probably for next year, but this year, man, I just don't like teams that don't score any runs. <laughs> I, just, I, I can't do it. So um, I'm going to go with the Giants. Chris and I are going to respectfully disagree. All right, we go to Colorado now. This was a mess yesterday. Um, I love the over in that game. And for some reason, I, instead I gave out the Rangers, who haven't won at Coors in about 100 years. But Martin Perez is having a career year. This is a guy that he's kind of been in that Andrew Kashner, um, Italian-type discussions, you know, in the past of, of classic underachievers. But Perez, you know, he's kind of, spent a career like as a journeyman you know mid four mid five where there's always a place for these guys the drew smileys right there's always a place for these guys because they can log innings you know and you know what you're going to get they're going to give up three four three you know three four five runs game and you just hope that you're at that spot in the rotation where your bats are going to score that many off off the other player you know when you're the number one in the rotation you're going to give up zero runs or one run you know and the other pitcher is going to probably do the same you're gonna have to battle it out every single time out but as you move down the rotation into that four and five spot well these are the guys you know the the four or five eras going against each other so the expectations of a guy like perez have never been quite as high as they are now where he actually has had this is a breakout year for perez you know what do you what do you what do you you know i know chris i know you're familiar with uh You've done your, you've done some Martin Perez over the years. 
<laughs> yeah, I've done I've done my fair share of Martin Perez something <laughs> over the years, but uh, you know I I do like the Rangers in this one. You know I, I kudos for first off for picking the over yesterday. I thought maybe just maybe would have been a lower scoring game and uh, just did not happen. But uh, I do like Martin Perez in this spot. He's been far better on the road this season, and uh, the Rangers have been better on the road when he's been starting. Still ten and two in his twelve road starts as a team this year. They did start ten and zero, so they doesn't take a math major to figure out they drop back-to-back starts but uh looked fairly capable he did like you mentioned he did give up three runs or sorry yeah, two runs in six innings against the minnesota twins last time out that was just a spot where the uh, the rangers offense couldn't come through for him but i think they'll be able to come through against jose urania who has a 5.84 era across his last seven starts and i just think this is a spot where the uh, the rangers find a way to get the win here perez still uh allowing one run in five of his last seven starts I think he goes into Coors and uh, and helps the Rangers eke out a win here. So I'm going to take the Rangers in this one. Yeah, for me, it's like, um, I think I'm going to stick with that over. I, I just think that, you know, we saw runs yesterday. I think both these teams are offense first, you know, and I think that's the way they're going to be. We saw both teams slug yesterday and, you know, kind of a little bit of back and forth. I think you're. I think I'm with you though. I think the Rangers bullpen probably holds up a little better, and I think they probably manage it. Um, I think they manage it. But um, we have a question: Can I use the discount code on Pick Dogs website? Yes, Pick Dogs and Sports Chef, both fifteen percent off. AUG one five. Try not to beat the sales part into the ground on our shows, but yeah, we do have a discount this month. But anyways, I'm. I, I'm thinking just. Dance with what brung me on this one. I'm going to go with the over. I think, um, you know, if Martin Perez gives up four or five runs at, at Coors Field, no one's no one's going to be shocked or hold that against him with the season that he's had. And at the same time, Jose Urania, I mean, I like first five over as well. Um, I think it's fair to say. And I think, you know, do you think we see Yurfi here? With Urania? I mean, it's possible. Because. Both of these teams have really the the top end of their batting orders that really can can play anywhere, you know. And I was going to say it's also possible that it could be Perez that gives it up first. I mean, a, a quick one nothing lead for the for the Rockies after the first inning, and then Perez settles down. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking at the um, I'm trying to get up quickly the um, the Corey Seager home run prop here to see what see what this looks like today. Because I think Urena and Seeger is a match made in heaven for a home run uh, prop betting. Let's see. It's a little... I normally go to players list. We're actually redesigning the Sports Chat website. And you'll see, start to see some of these changes soon. And... Um, you'll start seeing some of the reformatting of some of the betting tools as well. At least the ordering of it. I like the look of the betting tools. I just think the ordering with the injuries first as opposed to the player prospects. You guys will see that. I don't know, man. I, I just think that uh, I think Urena is, is fully just capable of an implosion, you know? It's like, so when we look at the home run prop here, let me get there. It is Corey Seager. For him, I'm seeing plus 325 for a price. Yeah, I got plus 360 at Sugar House. Uh, he's actually has not hit a home run in his last five games. So 
I think one of those players that probably do. He was on a nice heater. He has not hit a home run in his last 10 games for Seager. So I think he's due. We go to our next set of games, and we've got the A's and the Marlins. This was has been a real miserable watch. Chris, um, you know, last night we saw the Marlins pretty much dominate the A's the whole game. The A's put a couple on the board to smack the underbetters. Um, you know, it, that's always the worst. It's like you have the under, which is always, you know, it's always the unpopular place to be. It's kind of, you know, it's not, I wouldn't call it like playing the don't at the craps table, but the under is generally the unpopular guy. And if you're an under better, you have to sweat it a little bit more than the over betters because you're always in play, you know, that you can lose the bet. While the over, people love the over because once you're over, you're over. And that's why people love the over, right? Is because it's the one bet in all betting that once it hits, it's like the game could still be going on and you're good. You know, it's kind of like betting. It's, it's, it's even different than first five, right? It's kind of like, it's the only full game bet, right? Where you're, where you can hit it. It's not, it's not like, um, I guess like if you bet over passing yards or something like that and the guy already passed it, but same thing, it's still a total and still an over, right? So it's, it's still the same thing, you know, the over in in any way that you put it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've sweat out some unders in my day, but we've got Cole Irvin and Jose Lizardo going at it. And um, Lizardo, of course, formerly of the A's. And, you know, the thing is the Marlins have a ton of pitchers. And when they made the trade for Marte, they trade away Marte, they had a ton of offers. So you have to figure that they really believe in Lizardo because number one, they already had a ton of pitchers. And number two, they had a ton of offers. So... This they felt this was their best option. So while he pitched in the minors most of the year, here he is against his old team who sucks at home. I mean, I, th- I think that's fair to say, suck factor at home. So I'm going to go with the Marlins again here. I just think they, I, I, I think every time the A's play at home, you just take the other team. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I'm 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 100 with you. I like I like the Marlins as well, mainly because you look at Lazardo's numbers. You know, since rejoining the rotation, has had a couple of uh, bumpy starts, but those two bumpy starts came at home over two road starts since rejoining the rotation against the Cubs and against the Dodgers. Thir- Thirteen and a third innings of work, one run allowed on five hits with 13 strikeouts, including like I mentioned, six inning- six and a third innings, one run ball against the Dodgers. And uh, now he goes to Oakland against uh, an A's team that, A, like you said, can't win at home. And, B, has lost Cole Irvin's last four starts. Irvin himself has lost his last four starts. Gave up uh, 11 runs and 12 innings in his last two. And even, you know, throwing eight innings of one-run ball against the LA Angels and still took the loss in that game, the A's just can't win for Cole Irvin. I, I like the Marlins to, to get another win in this one. I think Cole Irvin is a guy that, you know, here's a guy, now we're a couple of years removed from the trade that, that landed him in Oakland. He was, this guy was in the worst, like where you find the worst pitchers of the worst pitchers in all of baseball. He was in the Phillies bullpen. I mean, he he was he was in the Phillies bullpen, and that pretty much is um, that that pretty much just tells you you stink, right? It's like you're in the majors, but you stink, right? You're in the Phillies bullpen. I mean, that's that pretty much does it. I mean, I know the Phillies won last night, and we'll get to that in a minute, but you're not. I don't see it. 
I mean, both agree in agreement on this one. We're both riding the Marlins and uh, Lazard. I, I like the price there, you know, on that thing too. At a buck and, buck and a quarter. Go to um, San Diego where the Padres four and six in their last 10 games. And, uh, you know, things not a rosy picture. Now, the Padres, while they're in second, excuse me, while they're in second place in the wild card standings in the National League, obviously not going to catch the Dodgers. They're they're not going to catch them. But they're in second place in the wild card standings when you look at the standings. But when you look at the loss column, they're actually in third, tied for third with the Milwaukee Brewers. They've played more games than the Brewers. They've won those games that the differential is in. But the difference between win column and loss column, I talk about this all the time, it is if you can if you are ahead in losses, you control your own destiny. It means if you can win those games that, to make up the difference, then you win. But in the loss column, you need help. You need someone to knock them off, especially if you don't have head-to-head matchups. So the Brewers and Padres, <clears throat> while the standees can say whatever they want, in, in the Mitch book, they're tied. And I don't like the way the Padres are playing. I mean, I can excuse the Brewers, even with Burns on the mound, getting beaten up last night by the Dodgers. I can excuse that. But you can't excuse those Padres' two home losses to the Washington Nationals. And that pathetic offensive attempt. Was it even an attempt at offense last night against the Guardians? I, it, it, it's sad to watch. And I got to say, let, if, if they don't get it done... We blame uh, Tatis Jr. I think we put him at the top of the list and say, what, what would have been different if you didn't cheat? And we're, st- and we're playing as part of this team because they are basically, it's going to come down if they don't make the playoffs, it's going to come down to 20 runs you know, that they didn't score. That's what it's really going to come down to because they play in a ton of low scoring games. They don't need that many runs. I mean, last night they lost three to one. I mean, they got. They, if you watch the game, they got stomped. But really, the final score was only three to one. I mean, they were never in it. They were, they were never in it. You know, and it's it's hard to be never in it in a game which was one nothing, then two nothing, two one, and then three one. It's like it's it's hard to believe that a team could be so out of it that the like the Padres were, but but they were. And um, yeah, I don't see how they. Uh, I don't. I don't see unless somebody can hit on this team outside of Manny Machado. I don't see how they can possibly win another game all season. How about you, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's hard. It's hard to disagree with the logic, but you know, I am going to go with the under seven and a half in this one. Uh, probably lean towards the Guardians plus one and a half here because I, I just I like Cal Quantrill. A little bit alarmed that he only threw two strikeouts against the Tigers last time out of Tigers. Yeah, but he that. hasn't pitched against the Padres. You know. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, this is we're talking about elevating your game. We, we saw Savale, you know, basically win the Cy Young Award last night against this team. Fair. Fair. You know? But, uh, and for me, it was just, it's, you know, the, the names on paper will still suggest that maybe this is a Padres team with some talent. But like you said, the on-field product hasn't shown up. And I think that's why I like the under here. Blake Snell doing everything he can to really keep the, uh, keep the Padres in it. He's thrown 34 strikeouts in August to just four walks. So he's not really giving anything anything up easy. I just expect this to be a low scoring battle. I think it's four to two, whichever way you have it going. I probably lean towards it going towards the uh, the Guardians here. So lean towards the Guardians, but I, I think my stronger play in this one's under seven and a half. 
Anyways, um, if you're liking the show, be sure to smash that like button. It costs you nothing. It's 100% free. We're not like sitting here, people, to, we don't beg people generally to, to buy stuff or subscribe or do any of those things. But if you smash that like button, subscribe if you haven't subscribed to any of those things. And also, if you like the new format of the show, um, by all means, um, you know, le- let us know in the comments. We got a lot of positive feedback yesterday. So as you can see, we're going to continue to build off that. You know, and and that's how we're going to do it. We're not going to talk about people that aren't here, you know, people that were on the show a year ago or, you know, six months ago or a week ago or anything like that. The people, the, 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 the lineup of the show, of the morning show outside of me, and even I was off the show for a while, um, has changed, um, seven or eight times over the last two years. So, I mean, that's that, that, you, you know, it's just disrespectful to people that are here, but anyways, um, you know, if you like the show, let us know if there's things that you think we can improve on. Well, let me know, but in a constructive way, you don't have to, you know, say, I don't mean to be a jerk. Cause if you open your comment with, I don't mean to be a jerk. It usually means you totally mean to be a jerk. You mean totally mean to be a jerk. One thing that, you know, we, we know from being on here. Anyways, Chris, what are you selling today? Well, for me today, I got my $15 pickoff play on the board. You know, we said yesterday we swept the board. 3-0 yesterday, hoping to carry that into today's action. So I got that $15 play. I also got my walk-off Wednesday MLB 3-pack for uh, 40 bucks. That $15 play included in the 3-pack as well. Or if you hop on something long-term, I got a couple of bonus plays in Major League Baseball today for uh, long-term subscribers. Still going to have some uh, NFL preseason as well to close out the week. So hop on something long-term. Use that promo code AUG15. I got my $15 big play. I've not put out another package yet, but I believe that I will. Um, I, I believe that I will put it out and, um, you know, um, uh, more picks. I have, I think I have three picks that I have in total if you have a longer term package of mine. And I think my three day, I, I lowered the prices on my three day and my weekly to like half price of what they used to be. And that is because I haven't been putting out a lot of daily packages except for my $15 big play. But yesterday I put out a three pack, we cashed on that. And, you know, I, I'm, I have more picks. So um, I got to just take a look at things after the show and see if I have time to add another pick or two, but um, we'll figure it out. But anyways, be sure to use the discount code. If you are buying, take advantage of the discount code. Some people are using it. Some people aren't. Um, if you're not, usually just means you're not watching our videos or shows because we're not advertising it everywhere. We're just, you know, we kind of just say it on here. And um, like I said, um, it, this, our pick dogs and sportschatplace.com, which I've been doing right for 15 years, have never been about making you guys sell something to you guys or anything like that. It's never been about that. It's always been about, you know, this is what we love. And I think that, you know, sometimes on the shows that gets lost, but I think I'm going to, you know, my pre-New Year's resolution. So I'm going to make sure that it doesn't get lost, you know, and that we're going to put that first. And I think if you, if you don't, you know, if you're not ever going to buy a pick or not ever going to do a thing and you want to support us, the way to do that is not what's your cash app or any of those things. The way to do it is sign up for a sports book on our site because then we get paid. It's something you're going to do anyway, right? You're going to sign up for a sports book anyway. The sports book pays us to do it and also they'll give us better offers to give you and we can negotiate with other sports books that you might not be signed up to get you a better offer. So go to our sports books page and, si- and sign up there for a sports book and that's a, that helps us a ton, you know? And, um, you know, so anyways, 
Enough of that stuff. Let's get back to some picks. Got um, the Mariners and the Nationals, two um, South American pitchers here, Jorge Kirby up against uh, Anibal Sanchez. And I know that Jorge Kirby isn't from South America. He's actually from, uh, I believe, Southwest Chester, New York, um, is where he's from. I think he's from Rye, New York. So I just like calling him Jorge Kirby. But he's minus 320 today against Anibal Sanchez. And that is just a lot of wood to chop against a Nationals team that, you know, the thing is, right? So here's where you start doing the risk-reward thing, right? And you start, this is like the the boring math part of sports betting that people hate because people would rather just say, oh, yeah, man, the Dodgers are great, right? And it's like, I mean, people would prefer that it was that easy. But, and why, you know, we don't always take the big favorites even though they're like likely to win so you look at the nationals here and they're plus 260 but they're four and six in their last 10 games so basically a 40 percent shot you know i mean they beat the playoff team you know in the padres and you know they've beaten other playoff teams they certainly don't lose every game but you know four and six in their last 10 games the mariners are six and four in their last 10 games yeah they've played you know some tough teams and they've played some pretty easy ones too and I don't know. I just think, you know, Anibal Sanchez and, you know, oh, man, if you're going to take a shot, this might be the place. I, I, I know Chris hates Sanchez. I know he does. So, I mean, I'm going to say, you know, but he's this is a guy that, even at this point in his career, fully capable of pitching a, a no-hitter into the seventh inning. Yeah, I mean, we saw, we saw him, you know, throw five innings, a one-run ball allowed just one hit, which is a home run against the Padres. So, hey, he is fully capable. But I just think that, and this is where it becomes unplayable for me, is that I think if this, if the Seattle Mariners are going to to be serious about keeping their push on, they have to take advantage of winnable spots like this. George Kirby, by by no stretch, a minus three twenty favorite in my book. I think this just goes to you know the fact that he does have the Mariners lineup behind him. But the Mariners also putting up capable of putting up a clunker as he did twice against the Oakland A's. Uh, over the weekend, I would lean towards the, the Mariners on the run line just because I I think the Mariners win this one by a couple as well as Anibal Sanchez could pitch. But uh, again, it, it sort of gets into that no play territory for me. You know, the the Mariners play the Guardians tomorrow. They open up a three gamer with the Guardians, and they have, the first game is a day game um, tomorrow afternoon, which is rare because normally it's the get out of town game is, is the day game, but actually the guardians Mariners open up with a day game tomorrow. And, um, it's Marco Gonzalez who generally will need some bullpen help. And Kirby, we look at his pitch counts. He's only gone to the hundred pitch mark one time. And that was back on July 2nd. It was 94 pitches last time out. It was uh, 83, 80, 74, 51. So people, you know, betting starting pitching, this is what you're betting. 51 pitches, 74 pitches, 80 pitches, you know, 5.2 innings. Kirby is a five-inning guy right now. I just, I don't know. The Nationals, uh, they swing the bats. I don't expect them to back down anytime soon. I don't know. Just, I, I just struggle with this one. I... I mean, if, if the Mariners beat them, you know, eight to one, I'm not shocked. But at the same time, I not at minus three sixty with my money. You know, I just can't. I can't get there. I'd rather. I'd rather either either it's a no bet or the Nationals. And I think even reverse run line Nationals. 
I was, I was looking. I think you can also make a play if you're if you're somebody that likes to bet the uh, the pitching outs recorded market, which is something that's become increasingly popular. You get under seventeen and a half outs for George Kirby, so he doesn't make it out of the sixth inning at uh, plus one thirty at some books. And I mean the way he's been going, he's been going five five and two thirds. I don't think he necessarily gets rocked, but with the way the pitch count gets up well into the fifth inning, he's only uh, broken that uh, that. 18 out threshold once in his last six starts. I think you could bet on that and get some nice plus money out of it. Definitely, uh, definitely an angle that a lot of people don't play, and it's it just seems to, that um, it makes it makes a lot of sense. You know, just makes a lot of sense. I like the Nerfy there too. The Nationals have been um, straight money on the Nerfy on the road and you know i don't expect them to you know they don't score any runs and they don't but that generally they they can hold up for an inning even patrick corbin held up for an inning don't say that too loud <laughs> i can't believe you said that with a straight face people will be like mitch is safe pat corbin mitch sucks <laughs> <laughs> got the orioles and the white Sox going at it and man i I mean, I'm a White Sox fan, and you know the the silver lining is that Tony Larusa will not be back next season. I'm gonna announce. I'm gonna make the announcement for them. You know, it's, it's like I love when they say, "Well, I you know I'm gonna have a you know I'm gonna, I have an announcement. I'm gonna make my I'm gonna announce my decision. You know, it's X and such a day." And I always say, "Well, you know, I'll, I'll save you. The, I'll save you the pain. Here, here's the decision. Okay, Tony Larusa will not be back with the team." I don't know, Chris. As a White Sox fan, I'm just beside myself with this team. I was going to say, we might get the same reaction from you that I got when Charlie Montoyo got uh, when Charlie Montoyo got the axe in Toronto. But, uh, yeah, you know, I looked up and down at this game, and I think I'm, I'm going to stick with the Orioles here. I, I know Lucas Giolito does pitch far better on the road than he does at home this season, but... I keep saying it. The books are waiting for the other shoe to drop on this Orioles team, and they're serious about making a, a push in a wild card spot. They're not going away. They keep finding ways to win. They got to a much better starter in Dylan Cease last time out, and I think the Orioles just keep finding a way to provide value for us. Like this is the White Sox. They do play better on the road, but right now I'm I'm just all about the value that we keep getting with the uh, with the Baltimore Orioles here. At what time? At what point though do the Orioles start to become this public dog? you know, this public play. And it's like, that's what Brian, you know, talked about often on the show is that at a certain point, I think Brian always abandoned ship a little, Brian always abandoned ship a little too early. But, um, you know, after he rode, you know, the death march part of the, of the Orioles, you know, for years. But, um, you know, at what point did they become like a public, you know, team that you want to just get away from? And we kind of saw it over the weekend that they're fully capable of uh, being that team, you know, when they played against the Red Sox. They looked every bit like, you know, yesterday's garbage, you know. Just not sure. I think it's one of those roller coaster things where it's just like this team is, it's not like a, you know, like a Dodgers or a Yankees that, you know, everybody feels is a sure thing whenever they take the mounts. They stay on them as as much as possible. But, uh, you know, I still think that the Orioles just, are one of those teams that you know people are going to ride while it's hot, get off when it's not, and it's it, right now it is hot. So you have to worry that maybe some people are going to start getting back on the Orioles, but 
sometimes I think it's just justified. I mean, you got to ride the hot hand till it pays off. If you miss a couple stops on the bus to get off, then so be it. You've made enough money back in the Orioles that, you know, you can afford to miss one or two. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I stand on it. I think you just got to keep riding the value here. The Orioles, like I said, they've proven that they're serious about making a run. It's not like it's just some flash in the pan like the Boston Red Sox were earlier in the season. I like, I'm going to just go with the over in this one. I can't, I don't, I'm not convinced on either of these teams. And, um, you know, Spencer Watkins doesn't do it for me. Giolito, fully capable of a big game himself. And it's like, it's at what point does he finally live up to the billing of being a number one starter? I mean, he's not a number one starter. And I think that's been part of the problem for the White Sox. You know, they got rid of Radon. That's one of those things. It's kind of like an NFL free agent, you know, where it doesn't really help the team that he went to. And it really hurts the team that he left. And that's what happened with Radon. Um, I think... He was much better last year on the White Sox, and he has not helped the Giants at all, you know. So, um, you know, and I think the, it, it's hurt the entire rotation. I think Dallas Keuchel, you know, they think they hung on a little too long there. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Kopech hasn't been able to hold up over the course of the season. You know, there's been a lot of issues here, but, you know, mostly just really bad managing and just poor decision-making and failure to lead. And I think that... You know, this year's White Sox team is kind of equivalent to the Tony La Russa trading Paul Goldschmidt for for Luke Weaver. I I I, I think you know while while we talk about the great things that Tony La Russa has accomplished, I mean he he did that trade, you know, in in Arizona as the general manager, he traded Paul Goldschmidt for Luke Weaver. That happened. It really happened really happened i mean and it's not like they were trying to shed salary or anything like that they they really thought they were la Russa just because it was at the cardinals he knew him from the organization it's like it's like he really thought he was getting the better end of that deal when everybody in the world i mean the biggest square dodger better in america could have told you you know you don't trade paul goldschmidt for luke weaver dumbass that, I mean, it's just, it doesn't even make sense, you know? It's like, well, how about, how about, uh, we're interested in Luke Weaver. Well, how about if you give us uh, Paul Goldschmidt? Okay. What are you thinking? What are you thinking, man? What is going through your head when you make that trade? It's like, that's gotta be, I mean, why doesn't that trade get called one of the worst trades ever in the history of the world? I mean... Why isn't it in that in that discussion? Because it's been so bad that people try to forget about it. They just try to forget that it ever happened. I mean, Chris Sale for Moncada Kopech, right? That's like part of the, and they they even got more than that for him. The White Sox, I would say, won that deal. You know, Jose Quintana for Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease, right? I mean, that's a bad trade for the Cubs, but at the time, you know, it was kind. Of, it was it. You know, some of these things, you know, make sense, but. I just don't see Luke Weaver um, for Paul Goldschmidt. I think there's other players. Let's just take a look at this thing one more time just, just to beat it into the ground. So the Paul Goldschmidt trade was Luke Weaver. Looking back at the St. Louis. So someone actually did an article on this too. Um, it's the Cardinals, of course, website gloating. So Carson Kelly and Luke Weaver for Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, 
Andrew Young was also involved in the trade, and he played seven. He's played seventy games for the Diamondbacks with that two oh five up batting average. I mean, the only saving grace of that trade was that Carson Kelly's been a decent piece of the Diamondbacks lineup, but right, but the, but the, that, but better than Goldschmidt, better than better than Goldschmidt, because Luke Weaver, the the payoff for for the Diamondbacks was last night when Luke Weaver was pitching for the Royals. <laughs> Against the Diamondbacks, and they put four runs on them. You know, that that was the difference. A wild pitch, a ton of walks. You know, Weaver Weavered it. You know, it's like, oh man, Luke Weaver's on the Royals. He pitched last night against the Diamondbacks. That was the payoff. Terrible. Sucks. Freaking Weaver. All right, go to the Phillies-Reds. This was an exciting game, man. We're really going slow today. We got Phillies-Reds. This show's going to go longer than an hour. Who, who knows, man? This is going to be like the marathon show. It went from being too short to, to being too long. We've got the Phillies taking on the Reds. Christopher Sanchez is a minus 250 favorite against Nick Lodolo. The Phillies just 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Um, another team looking for a place to lay down, but, you know, once again, the Brewers unable to really gain any ground on them after last night's debacle in Los Angeles. Um, what do you think here, Chris? Yeah, I'm seeing Sanchez against Zoic for the, uh, for the Reds. Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah, I'm seeing him. <laughs> so, well, that changes things. One, one word, four letters, over. Yeah. <laughs> I, There's not much else you can say about that. I mean, TJ Zoic's like, yeah. One in the same. Yeah. 0 and 2, a 13.5 oh, nice. ERA's allowed. Yeah, six six runs in four innings in each of his first two starts this season. How's he with the and, varsity? It's like you have to wonder how pitchers like this are in the major leagues. You know how are they? they how are they in the major leagues? I mean, there's not anything better than this. Well, I was trying to figure out where Hunter Green is, where Graham Ashcraft is. I think Ashcraft's injured, or maybe they like, pushed his start back. I thought the Royals had an excuse for Weaver last night. I mean, here's the excuse, okay? It's it's late relief. Okay, their starter was injured in the game, and, you know, the guy they put in to, to, to stop the bleeding obviously didn't. And so it's late relief. So it's this is where, you know, you, you make these, these guys. You got to see what you have. You know, see if he has anything yet, you know, at the major league level here. You know, I can see it. But this TJ whatever, no shit, he stinks. You stink, man. <laughs> You stink. You will never be part of the solution. I, I don't even understand it. This is how Chris Sanchez becomes a minus two fifty favorite. It's not Sanchez. It's 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 this guy, Zooch. Zoik. Zikes. Yikes. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the list. Uh, Graham Ashcraft out indefinitely with a bicep injury. Hunter Green, late September shoulder injury. Connor Overton, who pitched well earlier on. Early September back issue. Vladimir Gutierrez, Tommy John. So it's just a, they're 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 pulling at straws here to, to, to be able to send out a starter. But uh, you can't run a bullpen game every day. I don't know. It's just, well, the Phillies are in a bullpen game with Sanchez. You know, and yeah. they're minus 250. And they have a hideous bullpen. Yeah. yeah, I'm just going to go with the over here and just, I mean, there's no reason to even, you know, the, but why do you want to, it's kind of like, so, he, so you know, you know, we talked about the Giants a little bit before, but I mean, let's be honest. When you see Rodgers come on the field, basically they say, we don't want to win this game. 
right? I mean, that's that's the way it's been for the Giants this year. You know, Mark Melanson, you know, to his credit, has kind of, um, you know, turned it around. He's a veteran, you know, and he, he's pitched a little bit better recently. But, um, you know, we saw, um, you know, we've seen Rodgers all season long. You put him in the game, basically you say, I don't want to win this one. I don't care what the score is. I don't want to win. And I think, you know, starting a guy like Zoich saying, you know, we're going to just take this one for the team. You know, we're going to go through the motions today. We're going to charge full price tickets uh, for anyone in attendance. But um, I, I, don't, I don't get it. I like, the, I like the Yerfi. I like the first five over. I like the game over. I like Philly's um, first inning. You know, anything like that. Anything that's anti-Zoich. How's that? I'm anti-Zoich. Shirts will be made. <laughs> you anti Zoich bastard. <laughs> could you could you go could you would you go alternate first inning total? I'm trying to see what uh so you get over over three and a half runs in the first inning plus twelve twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna have a weekly college football preview to show during the week. So someone's asking for it. We're not going to have it. Um, we're going. Ron's going to do a rundown on college football. Chris and I will do individual videos. Um, we'll discuss games on the day of the game. Um, we will have an NFL show that's going to be um, Jay Briggs and Big Al McMorty. I don't know if we're going to have. I don't. We're not. No one's approached me with a college show. I'm not doing it. So if somebody else wants to do it, they can do it. Anyways, that's the answer to that question. Just, I think, I think it's at a certain point, I just don't have any more picks to give, you know? And I think I ran into that problem last year when I did the NFL show with Joe Madden. Um, I had already done all the NFL games. I'd done them again and again and again. It's just, there's only so many times I, I can give out the same, you know, go over the same thing over and over and over again. You know, there's only so many times. Um, I'm not an NFL analyst like these guys on TV. They only cover you know one sport. I'm an NFL analyst, right? So it's like they talk about stuff that's just ridiculous in the off season and then in the regular season they say the same thing over and over again. On, you know, at different times, except when they except the, except when that's when they're not contradicting themselves. Speaking of contradicting themselves. Brian Bello is up pitching today against uh, Jose Barrios on the road. Barrios is a minus one fifty four favorite. That's how bad things are in Boston. Um, I don't even. I, I I'm at a loss for words in this one, Chris. Um, I mean, how is the total only nine and a half? I I don't even see it. You know, what do you think of this one? I think have, hasn't every Blue Jays Red Sox game at Fenway this year gone over by a lot? Well, I don't know about every game, but uh, the last four games, the Toronto Blue Jays have outscored the Red Sox 49 to 13 at Fenway. Granted, 28 of those came in one game, but uh, still the Blue Jays just owning the Red Sox at Fenway as of late. That's why I'm, I'm looking at the Blue Jays here. You know, I know Jose Barrios has had issues on the road, but last his last road start, six and two thirds against the Yankees, allowed just one, uh, one earned run, two runs total on six hits with nine strikeouts. So maybe that's a turning point. Who knows? But I think this is just for me more of a fate of the Red Sox with Brian Bello on the mound here. Last uh, 
three times we've seen Bellow in a starting role at 10.50 ERA. And uh, any extended start here, I think, is only going to do more damage. I'd go, for, I'd go with the catalog here. Toronto team total over, full game over, uh, Blue Jays over, team total, or uh, Yerfi, anything here. I, I like this to be a high-scoring game. The Blue Jays win. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to go with the Red Sox here. I don't care. It's a high-scoring game. I like the over, but I'm going to go with the Red Sox. I have to fade Barrios on the road. I'm sorry. I there's I just don't know any other way. And you know, call me. You know that. You know, old school. Call me over the hill. Call me whatever you want. Call me. You know, anti anti Blue Jay or whatever. But Barrios on the road, minus one fi- as a road favorite. I'm insulted. <laughs> I just don't even. I, I don't even know how you get there. I just don't even I don't even understand how you can you can add up every other game in the world or whatever, but Jose Barrios on the road is straight ass, straight ass. Let's look at some of his road performances this season. These, these beauties that he's had. So last time out against the Yankees was his big performance, and I think this is probably why um, you know people have forgotten that three point two innings, six hits. Five earned against the Twins on 60 pitches at Minnesota at Target. We go back to Oakland where he went six innings and allowed one run. Congratulations, you and everybody else. And, of course, you know, the eight eight hit, eight run pounding in 2.2 at Miller Park. Um, that one is pretty much unforgettable. I had the uh, Jays that day. That was a Sunday afternoon game. And, actually, the Jays were up 3 nothing in that game in the first inning. And, uh, yeah, 66 pitches, 2.2 innings, 8 hits, 8 runs, 8 earned, 2 bombs. Yeah, I really went down the toilet on that ugly bitch. Anyways, <laughs> not a good day at the at the office for me. I cannot bet Jose Barrios as a, as a road favorite. I don't care if they're I, – I don't even care if they're playing the A's at Oakland. I, I take Oakland. Anyways, go to Tampa Bay and uh, Shane McClanahan against Mike Myers. Um, so there's a couple ways you can go with that one. You got either Mike Myers from, you know, from Austin Powers, right? Groovy. <laughs> or you've got Michael Myers from Halloween. That's pretty much what the angel season has been. Pretty much a nightmare. Um yeah, anyway, you slice it. Shane McClanahan, who I have really not been very high on since the All-Star game. So another guy tough for me to get behind, and at this price, impossible for me to get behind. This is just a very, very tough game for me, and this is one I will not be having a bet on, but at the same time because of the format of the show and because of the of the commitment I've made to our audience and to this format, I have to still talk about it anyway. Chris, why don't you bail me out a little bit here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll do my best, but I, I will go with the Tampa Bay Rays in the run line. Just a straight-out fade. What's that paying? What, what, is, what is the paying? On the minus, minus, minus 105. Really? That's it? On a minus or 290 minus, favorite? At least that's what I got it in at last night. Let me check Let me check again, but... That's uh, that was that was what I put it what I put it in. Let, let me see. Here. Let me check this. Minus one twenty. Wow. I so, guess at that I guess at that price you can do it, but I really hate Shane McClanahan. So it's God. 
I know, yeah. but it's but it's one of those things where it's just for me, like I said, straight fade of the uh, of the LA Angels who just look like they've given up. And you know, McClanahan, yeah, he he did have a bumpy patch, end of July, first start of August, but since then he's gone uh, 13 innings, allowed four runs, two starts in each. He's had 12 strikeouts, has had issues with the walks, but uh, I don't know, like I said, this is just a straight fade of the Angels in my opinion. Let's take a look at Mike Myers. 5.1 innings, six hits, five runs, three home runs last time out. Certainly doesn't make me randy, baby. Um, God, that is just, I don't, I, oh, man, this is bad. So the last one, two, three, four, five, six games he's been involved in, um, all out of the pen. Um, the Angels have been on the wrong side of the stick, um, on the wrong side of the scoreboard. Really, outside of that 96 um, 96 pitch, you know, beat down last time out and that 11-7 loss to Seattle. He had to have taken the loss in that thing too um, with that kind of pitching line. Oh, he's so bad, man. So bad. Oh, he's not, nah, he did not take the loss. He came in, they were already getting pounded. So he's 1-0 with a 5.22 ERA, 29 hits allowed in 29 innings. So really last time out really just paced him. 17 earned, 27 strikeouts and eight bombs. This guy gives up a ton of home runs, which means, Chris, where are we going with the home run prop in this game? I think I think immediately you look at this game, you see minus 290 odds. It's McClanahan, who I can't bet, right? And then you have, you know, an Angels team, which, once again, I, I can't bet. And you have Mike Myers, who gets given up, you know, I mean, a lot of home runs, a lot of home runs. And, uh, yeah. I mean, he's given up eight home runs in 29 innings. So basically every three every three innings, he gives up a bomb. Oh, let's, let's go right to the home run props for this game. There's no, I mean, what's Randy Arizarena um, at for this one? He's usually good for, good for a bomb against a guy like this. I've got him for plus 525. I'm in. I'm in. That's my bet for here. I like the Randy yeah. Rosarina home run prop for this one, and uh, yeah. pretty much, pretty much the catalog on home run props because I think yeah. you'll get two or three of them. So it's like it will probably cover everybody. Yeah, I probably go. I probably go Rosarina. You go Brandon <laughs> Lowe, David Peralta. I don't love the Peralta. Yeah. Huh. Just so many places to go with the home run prop when you got a guy like Mike Myers pitching. Speaking about home run props, Luke Farrell's getting the ball here for the Cubs. It's like late season call up uh, bingo here. Luke Farrell. I mean, we had Luke Weaver last night in relief. Now we got Luke Farrell starting up against Miles Miklos. Miles Miklos. Um, yeah, this is. Uh, <clears throat> where did we see Farrell last? In Cincinnati? Is that where we saw him? Yeah, well, he hasn't started this year. Let me see where the last time he was. Uh, when's the last time he's seen he hasn't, him? He hasn't, he hasn't, uh, hasn't pitched this season. No, I know, but when's the last time we have seen him? He pitched, he's pitched oh, oh, sorry. Cincinnati, okay. right? Last year? I think he spent the entire mm-hmm. season on the injured list. No, nah, the Twins. Twins. He was on the Reds, though, right? Was he on the Reds? 
Different guy? 2017. Yeah, that's 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 what kind of mark this guy left on me. That's what kind of damage he's done to me. Is that I'm I'm remembering a 2017 game. It's like, yeah. That that's the type of that's the type of stuff that my shrink has to hear about. You know, it, 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 that's that this is why and people ask, you know, why are you like that? You know, why are you like that? <laughs> go, back, go, go back to the go back to to last season. First, the last time we saw him in a starting role, gave up five runs in an inning to the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, and, lost, <laughs> yeah. and Toronto won that game five to three. Yeah, so and that, that and that's and that's why I am like I am. This is why I am because guys <laughs> like this, because of guys like this. I hate your guts. I'm taking the Cardinals. I'm laying two and a half here. I like the Yurfi. I like Cardinals first five. I like under on strikeouts for Farrell. I like all those things. So give me an idea. My book is so scared of this game that they don't have any Cardinals players listed for home run. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. They're like, nope, nope. We're not giving you any of this. No, No, thank you. It's like, I really don't like this guy. It's like, (laughs) I'm sorry. It's personal. I really don't like you. (laughs) It's not, it's not me. It's you. (laughs) Oh man. It's like, the thing is, it's like the thing about a guy like Luke Farrell, it's like, it leaves a mark on you. And it's like, you don't remember where it happened (laughs) specifically. I knew it was in Cincinnati and and I don't remember when, but it's kind of like when Michael Lorenzen walked like seven guys in a row, you know, it's like (laughs) the worst part about that game. It's one of those games that you you decide you're going to turn it on in the car. You know, you turn it on, you're listening to it in the car on Sirius XM or whatever it is on XM radio, whatever they call the thing these days. I, the only thing I ever listened to there, I listened to the music stations. I listened to the games. I never listened to any like sports talk or anything and you know, and any of that. So it's all crap, right? It's just garbage. Yeah. But it's like, I listened to you know, either the games or, um, you know, I like the, the, the stations that have it by the, by the decade, you know, it's like seventies, yeah. eighties, whatever. It's like, you know, you go from like, you know, summer breeze, you know, seals and croft, right. You go from that into like, you know, Beyonce, you know, <laughs> it's like you go to, you get them all, but I'll tell you, Luke Farrell still sucks. And you, it's like, anyway, you slice it. I'm, I, I'm, I'm appalled that he has a major league job. <laughs> that he has a pain kick. Well, the thing is, if you watch the Cubs on TV, like if you watch the Cubs broadcast, like if you have direct TV and you get to watch, you know, and you watch all the games like I do, and I don't listen to the sound on all the games, you know, it's I, I, I will switch around on the sound, but on the top TVs, I never have any sound. But on the main TV, you know, I'll have sound. If you listen to the Cubs broadcast of every game, of any game, every pitch, every like the second out of the third inning is sponsored by, it's like they have more sponsorships of everything than any team in baseball. So, you know, wheeling out a Luke Farrell, this is just typical of them. It's typical. Of this organization, they this is an organization that they make so much money they do not care if you know if yeah all right we'll just throw out Luke Farrell out there and just pretend that it's okay. How is that okay? Just how it's like the audacity. All right, Farrell's pitching. 
I mean, it's like like that's going to slide under the radar. I guess of the average fan, I mean, maybe it does. People that weren't roasted by that five-run first-inning performance against the Blue Jays like I was. It's like, it's like I lost three times on the game. It cost me 1400 in therapy. It's like 4400 in. <laughs> Nothing pretty about that one. We go to our next game. This is actually two good pitchers. Brady Singer's been pitching really well lately for the Royals. And uh, Zach Gallen, one of our guys. What do you think of this one, Chris? Yeah, I think this one's one where I hop all over that it under in the first five. You know, I just expect this to be a duel. You know, Zach Gallen just pitching extremely well. Hasn't allowed a run in his last three starts, spanning 21 and a third. And, uh, you know, Brady Singer in the month of uh, August – did start with a rough outing against the the, uh, the White Sox, but in uh, his last 19 and a third innings, allowed just three runs, 11 hits with 20 strikeouts. So I, I think this one's uh, low scoring early on. I'm just trying to pull up the price on the first five under uh, under three and a half at minus 105. I'll take that all day. What world does Luke Farrell get the stuff? I mean. Oh, I see what happened here. I get it. So he went to Northwestern University. So from the northern suburbs in Evanston, right outside of Chicago. So even at, you know, even though 31 years old, career minor leaguer, hasn't, you know, stink. So in Texas in 2020, was that the, was that the shortened season? Yes. All right, so in Texas in 2020, he, he played in four games. He went 5.1 innings, five hits, five runs, all earned, five walks, um, a home run, eight strikeouts, one hit by a pitch, and two wild pitches. I mean, what kind of stat line is that? How is that acceptable at any level? 5.1 innings, five hits, five runs, five earned, a home run, five walks, eight strikeouts, one hit by pitch, and two wild pitches in five innings. Five innings, man. I mean, how many how many wild pitches does Jacob Degrom have in a season? You know, so, yeah, not many. It's six fip for Romanelli fans out there. Six fip. Look at Svera. What's his career ERA? Only so in the American League five point two eight, in the National League four point five four. Stink. You stink. So he was on the Cubs before. This is his second time. He played in twenty games for the Cubs. Started two, 31.1 innings, 30 hits, 22 runs, 18 earned, seven bombs in 31 innings. This is, this is our guy, right? Two intentional walks, 39 strikeouts, one hit by pitch, one wild pitch, one bases loaded walk. 
just trying to click on a page, see if I can get any pitching props for him. I just got a server error page. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a 5.2 fit that year with the Cubs. What the hell's going on? What is the matter with this world? <laughs> I mean, seriously, man. No wonder inflation rates are so high. We're paying this guy. Oh, man. Can't stand Farrell. Anyways, what do you think of this Royals Diamondbacks? Did you, I like Zach Gallon. He's my guy. I, yeah, I think yeah. Singers pitched really well. I thought the Royals were game last night. Um, I thought that they got it. So they, it was the so. If, if you didn't see the game last night, the Diamondbacks and the Royals, the Diamondbacks left probably fifteen guys on base in this game, maybe more. In the first four innings, they had eight men left on base, scored zero runs, and then they were losing one nothing because, of course, when you do that, Witt hit Witt homers. And then, you know, but then, um, you know, they got into the Royals' bullpen, and then Luke Weaver came in, and, you know, we, we breathed a little bit easier. And we wish we would have laid the run line there with the Diamondbacks. But um, Zach Gallon, is, this guy's one of the most underrated pitchers, you know, out there. Sub-three career ERA. I mean, if you're on the Yankees or the Mets and you're a sub three ERA guy, you're minus two seventy five. Yeah, but Brady Singer has pitched really well recently too, real well. This should be a good one. I like the under. Yeah, I think the under definitely the way to go. Like I said, I think the under in the first five, probably the the way I'm looking at this one. I think. Pitchers fill all the way, and you know, Gal not giving anything up easy to anybody this season. And you know, I, I still have a little bit of PTSD from when he faced the Giants, and just the Giants could not get anything off of Gallon. And that's, you know, not likening the Royals to the Giants here, but if, if they have issues, if the Giants have issues, I think the Royals are going to have some issues to getting to Gallon here. I want to see how long this uh, this shutout streak could go. People always are like, you know, we've seen a lot in the comments in recent weeks, you know. I miss Brian and whatever. I'll tell you what I missed is I'd, I'd miss Brian trying to make Farrell into a reasonable wager today. I'm sure he's all over him. <laughs> I'm sure he's all over him. <laughs> gotta be kidding me. I'm insulted. <laughs> Framber Valdez taking on Dylan Bundy in Houston. Um, King Kong Bundy has really got off to a nice start to the season, but he hasn't been that since. Framber Valdez has really done a nice job for the Astros, and the reason why the Astros have the best record in the National League or in the American League is guys like Framber Valdez who have really stepped it up. Um, I think Javier and Valdez um, have done a really nice job for the Astros with McCullers out and you know with everything else going on. Um, Framber has been great. You know, it's been nothing short of great. And the Twins had it. They had plenty of chances to put it away um, in the American League Central. And now they're be they've been put away by the Guardians. And it happened fast, you know. Um, when you look at the actual standings, the Guardians um, not really that far ahead that it's locked. But I would say it's a lock. Um, the Guardians three games up here on the Twins. And the Guardians have a tough schedule here. They have, you know, they they haven't finished taking care of finished business in uh, San Diego, and then they go to Seattle. So, but the Twins, you know, got a tough schedule here. And the team that's really been laid down like dogs, you know, the White Sox in this race. But 
What do you think here, Chris, with the Astros against King Kong Bundy? Yeah, I think you know, I like to go on this. So I'm going to go with the under, but I'm also going to go with the Minnesota Twins team total under two and a half at plus 110. I just think this is fun where Fran Valdez holds the uh, holds the Twins in check. And, you know, the Twins, you know, like we said, they, they just look like they've, you know, run out of gas. You look at their last five games, two runs or less scored in four of those five games against you know, the Texas Rangers and in game one last night. And, uh, like I said, I think it's just going to be a low scoring game. I don't expect much, much production from the twins against Framber Valdez. So give me the, uh, the under, but also give me the Minnesota twins team total under. I thought when they first eliminated the sticky stuff that it really affected guys like Framber Valdez a lot because he does work up a lather out there out on the mound. He, um, He's, uh, you know, he works up a good sweat. But, you know, I think since that time, he's kind of, you know, figured it all out. And I think that's what we've seen this season from him. So I'm going to continue to just ride the Astros. I can't stand the price in this thing. Everyone knows that. But I think you can maybe lay two and a half, three and a half here with the Astros. I mean, I'm not even sure. Um, you know, it's probably not where I'm going with a big bet or anything, but... If I'm good, if I'm going there at all, I'm gonna lay big runs here with the Astros. I just think Dylan Bundy's the type of guy, but the Astros have not really piled runs on, you know, and that's also been part of the issue here. We look at Bundy, you know, recently, kind of pitched decently, um, recently, I guess. I don't know. It's hard for me to get behind a guy like Bundy. He hasn't really faced the stiffest of competition in that stretch. Go to our final game on the board, and it is Andrew Heaney and the Dodgers up against Aaron Ashby and the Brewers. The series, as bad as last night's game was, is tied one game apiece. With the um, Brewers winning game one and the Dodgers winning game two. Um, Heaney looked to have turned a corner in his career. It looked like he had found a new pitch and that things were going well. And then, well, he's Heaney right at the end of the day. It is Andrew Heaney. And then, um, you know, we look at Ashby, and he's really not been very good for the Brewers. He's been a fill-in guy. and But the Brewers, they absolutely need this one. So, you know, Heaney um, pitched at Milwaukee. He took the loss in that game. He only lasted 4.2 innings. That ended a uh, four-game run that he had of pitching really well. But we're starting to see his outings get shorter and shorter. And he's been a... They, He's on a short. He's been on a short leash um, for the Dodgers this season. You know, he doesn't go more than seventy pitches or so. So I don't know. It's like maybe the over. Uh, well, I, I, I'm seeing Adrian Hauser, not Aaron Ashby. Oh, well, that changes things. Adrian Hauser returning from the injured list. Oh, they're not uh, first. Brewers for me. <laughs> I think I'm still sticking with the over because uh, Hauser did struggle heading into his uh, his stint on the injured list, and even when he was you know pitching regularly, he still had a 5.89 road ERA. But I think this is also about you know we're starting to see the Andrew Heaney that we've come to know and love to fade over the last uh, last couple of starts. His last three starts, he's allowed ten runs, five earned, over just over uh, eleven innings of work. 12, sorry, just over 12 innings of work. And uh, I think this is one of those spots where you just expect runs in this one. I know the, uh, the the first game of the series was low scoring, then the Dodgers poured on the runs yesterday. Don't know if they're going to be having a one-sided win today, but uh, I do think the runs cut in bunches today. So give me the over eight 
and a half. All right, it's Luke Farrell Day. You talked me into it. I'm going to go with the over with you on that one, too. I'm going to go Brewers over. I'm going to do a same-game parlay. So uh, that's what I'm going to do. Brewers and over. 9 p.m. Eastern time start. So no real late-night starts tonight. Um, 9 p.m. Eastern. This is the last game on the board. All right. Well, we made it through our Major League Baseball schedule. And the show took us, well, way longer than... Our past shows have, but so what? I've got time. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> got a parlay for us, Chris? That I do. I'm going to go with the uh, the under seven and a half Padres Guardians. I'm going to go with the Miami Marlins, and I will go with the first five under between the Diamondbacks and Royals. I'm going to go the um, I'm going Cardinals first five. I'm going to go um, Cardinals first five. I like the Cardinals first five with the San Francisco Giants with the under in the Padres Guardians. Oh, how could I forget the Reds Phillies over? Oh, yeah. Reds Phillies. <laughs> there you go. Four legger. How about this? How about a total parlay? Red Sox Blue Jays over. With um, Reds Phillies over with the Cubs Cardinals over with the Cardinals team total over. <laughs> could take uh, could take extended totals on all those, make some decent plus money out of it. Farrell sucks, man. And watch him win, you know, tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. It was fun. I like the new format and uh, appreciate any comments that you guys have about it or your picks. We'd love to hear them. Um, you know, love to show them on the board if you guys have them you know, during the games, during the show. And, uh, you know, commentary in general. We'd love to hear your feedback. I mean, I could sit here and talk sports with Chris all day. It doesn't really matter. I was going to say it's because you guys, we do it. But actually, I just like talking sports. Chris. Anyways, be sure to smash that like button and uh, subscribe to our channel if you haven't done so. If you're buying picks today, by all means, you don't have to buy, but if that's your thing, use the discount code AUG15 to get 15% off all month long. Whether you're buying one of our $15 plays, whether you're buying a monthly package, yearly package, our two-for-one capper package, Chris's college football, NFL football, college basketball, hockey, all their pick dogs slingo <laughs> oh no yes <laughs> <laughs> it's my slingo package <laughs> all slingo thanks everyone for joining us make it a winning day we appreciate each and every one of you